Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls! Okay, here's the thing. It's like the elephant in the room because we didn't talk about it last week when it, when George Floyd was initially killed and we all saw that video and it was horrible on so many levels to watch that happening and to watch it was sort of like watching a serial killer. Yeah. The look in that cop's eyes was just Well, he was so nonchalant. I he know. was just sitting there on somebody's freaking neck and just for like eight minutes mm, and 46 horrific. seconds horrific and we didn't talk about it and i think the reason that i was reluctant to bring it up was because we're white women i don't want people to misunderstand my intent because i i want to support i want to be a supporter i want to be an advocate black lives matter a lot of times when it comes to like race I don't say very much just because I don't want to be misunderstood and accidentally hurt somebody's feelings. Exactly. But of course I would, I support black lives matter because it's it's important. It's important to get legislation to pass laws against something like this happening and educating people and just, and and being, being the change and, uh, and making Being part of the change. Well, yeah. anybody yeah. that listens to this podcast and anybody who really knows us knows that we are as inclusive as we possibly can be. And if we're not doing that, then of course we want to become more inclusive. Of course we want to be more involved. If there's action to be taken, we will help to take it. Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of research over the last week and trying to see what actions we can take to help with the movement and don't be afraid to message us and inform us if there's more because we're we don't know we can't know we are not black women i don't know what the struggle is because i can't possibly i don't have that experience you don't in my have life. firsthand experience I, I want to know about it i want to be able to do something about it and i think i'm doing what all book girls do right now reading yes my inbox is full of books that will help me to understand my white privilege, to help me understand what I can do and say that's going to be the right thing to say so that people don't misunderstand right. my intention. If I say something wrong, then tell me I've done it wrong and I will do it differently because I've never come at this from anything but a caring and loving position towards people of any race. If I were to be be able to take one action right now that I think would help with the, the cop problem that we have, that would be to require every police officer to wear a body camera every single time they leave And not just wear the body camera, have somebody review. Have it be on on. constantly. If you shut it off, you're fired. And have it reviewed. And if anything like this incident comes up, like have it investigated by 
civil rights organizations before somebody has to put in a complaint. I mean, look at the dude that did this. I mean, he was, what, 19 complaints against him? Uh, yeah. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that from, from an HR perspective in my world, 19 complaints is absurd. I've never worked for a company that lets something go unchecked for 19 complaints. We basically watched him be murdered on TV, and that is it's wrong it's terrible i mean absolutely appalling that it keeps happening we shouldn't have to have this conversation every other year because we the change needs to happen it should have happened it should have happened a long time ago yeah 200 years ago no one should be afraid to walk down the street because you're black absolutely it shouldn't happen no and the fact that we're still having this conversation it's hard to even fathom. And because we don't experience it every day, it makes me even sadder to know mm-hmm. that it's still happening. I, I read a, a, a quote the other day, and I don't remember which actor it was from, but it was from an actor. I think it might have been Will Smith. He said, racism is not getting worse. It's just getting filmed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw his yeah, tweet. Yeah, that's very true. And there is, true. there is no better description than that. I mean, yeah. I love the fact that people are getting held accountable for their horrific behavior. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. Whew, man, that was a lot. Yes. And we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, and we are. Um, th- and this, we're not serious people on this podcast. Right. It's not a serious podcast. No, it's not. Which is why, you know, talking about something so horrible is just, and you know how much I hate Trump. I mean, that is no secret. People who listen to this podcast know it. What you don't know is that I, I rant about the inequality in this country every damn week, but then I cut it out of the podcast so that I don't offend everybody with my political views. Right. Yep. But because we do get on the bandwagon sometimes. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. If you, like sometimes you probably have to cut out like 40 minutes. I of it. do. I have to because, cut a lot of it out because, because I don't you know, want people. The latest tweet that came out. Right. Because this is not a political podcast. Despite what the beginning of the podcast <laughs> feels like some days. Guys, this is definitely the time, though, for us to make sure that people understand where we stand. 100%. And if we're doing the wrong thing, for Christ's sakes, let us know. Okay, can we please change the subject now and go on and talk about something ridiculous? Um, I think my son's been pooping at my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's about as far from the previous subject as we could possibly get. What the actual fuck, Bonnie? Seriously? We just went from, like, police brutality and murder of innocent black men to <laughs> I think my son is pooping at my house. What okay. just happened? Now we're going to have to explain what the hell that's about. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I live by myself, so I'm the only person that uses my bathroom. Are you sure and- it's your son who else has a key? <laughs> <laughs> and maintenance. <laughs> I'm about to say, is it the maintenance man? And I go home and there's like, almost like soap scum on my toilet seat and I just scrubbed my tub my toilet and my tub the other day so and I mean I didn't notice it until like I went in to go to the bathroom my pants are halfway down I'm like what the fuck is up with my seats and um so you know I pull my pants back up <laughs> go back out to get something to clean the seat off and it, it's almost like skin buildup. you know what I mean Gross. <laughs> and it's like 
Good Lord, Tyler. Freaking loofah your ass cheeks. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> because I don't like a dirty toilet. It just drives me crazy oh, if my toilet is my dirty. God, it's just loofah your ass cheeks? Yes. Oh. Does your son listen to this podcast? <laughs> no. Probably and he thing. would probably just laugh anyways. It, I mean, that's something I would tell him. Dude, you need to freaking exfoliate. <laughs> Take an Epsom salt bath. <laughs> well, we know you have farmer's feet, so clearly Tyler's So got he has what, farmer's ass? Farmer's ass. <laughs> yes. Ooh, apparently so. I mean, you know, because he goes and picks my dog up because he babysits my oh, dog. that's, okay, now it makes mm. sense. So he's coming straight from the station, straight from work, so... And that's a little scary in itself. And he's not, he's like me, he's not much, he's not as bad as me, but he's not much of a public pooper so if he knows he's going to be going somewhere right that's more comfortable he'll wait i'll just shit at mom's house <laughs> it's like yeah i'm going to pick up <laughs> echo i'll just shit on her big comfortable toilet <laughs> <laughs> now i'm understanding wait, is there something special about your toilet seat well it's a it's a handicap i, I live in a handicap apartment they put oh. when they I mean, I didn't request it. They, yeah. It's just that where they the put me. was the only open one, I think, at the so time. So they my, put her in there. Gotcha. My toilet is very large. Oh, and I got you. It's like the recliner Luxurious. of toilets. And it's <laughs> it's tall. So, I mean, I had to get a squatty potty because it's, it's too tall for me. Oh, my God. So I have a squatty potty. And Tyler likes my squatty potty. <laughs> so <laughs> he's told me before he does. So I think that he's coming over to my house to poop while I'm at work. <laughs> and I even I even commented one time that I think I said, I don't know what's up with my water or something. Seems like my toilet gets dirty really fast. And Tyler's like, oh, that's something. He didn't say, oh, that's that's because I'm coming over and shitting once a day at your house. <laughs> now well, i know always more comfortable at home Vonnie. you should take that as a compliment yes i do and i'm glad that he's comfortable enough to shit in my toilet <laughs> now he needs to freaking get his dead skin funk <laughs> off the seat how long is he on the toilet that he's <laughs> well, if he's like if, if he's anything like dylan he gets in there it's just like Starts guys playing on a guys phone. have this you know in the olden days they would read right right on the toilet and ron still does that He'll sit in there and it's like the library, you know, he'll sit in there forever. Yeah. Take his own sweet I mean, time. Sometimes there's just some really good magazines in there. I yeah. mean, <laughs> and Dylan true. gets in there on his phone and he can be in there for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one time when I was married that my husband actually was on the toilet for so long that his legs fell so asleep that he had to come lay down on the bed because he couldn't walk. <laughs> Oh my God. I am dead serious. And I'm like, cause I was, I don't know what I was doing. And I came in and he's just laying like in a fetal position on the bed. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, my legs are tingling. I was on the toilet too long. And I'm oh my like, God. oh my God. I'm like, all right, I'm Gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen. And maybe some ladies put down the TikTok oh and the Instagram. <laughs> Get off the toilet. Me. Oh. oh my god well i guess we needed a little comic relief after that really serious moment oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's so. all about balance yes it is all about balance isn't it sort of like earlier um megan brought over um ben and jerry's we uh -huh. all we all got our own pint except for you bonnie you got your weird she, your weird so non-dairy non stuff listen 
So it's delicious. So, stuff. so I'm chowing down on a Maricone Dream, which is my favorite because I love Stephen Colbert. Plus, I love the little. You that, know, was waffle cone cone. that was yeah. a good That was a good ice cream. Yeah. So um, I get about halfway through, and I'm it's killing me, man. It's so sweet. So I had to go pop popcorn and make it. There's salty sweet, salty, <laughs> salty sweet, salty yeah. sweet. I had the uh, chocolate vanilla with. Uh, brownie, brownie core. yeah, with brownie bits and then brownie core. I'm not a fan of the brownie core. Too much, mm. too too sweet. I'm yeah. not not here for the core of it. So I'm eating around the core of the ice cream. I had salted caramel cashew. Mm, yummy. I made sure I got the right one. You did. I've gotten that one before. I, I like even, it. You know, you, you can try. You. I didn't even ask you. You can try it if you want. Oh, maybe I'll have a little taste. We got to talking, and you know, you made it when you got your own ice cream. Uh huh. I think Stephen Colbert is a, a god. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a sports person, it's when you make it on the Wheaties box, right? If you're a late night talk host, it's when you make it on the Ben and Jerry's. But we're not well, late night talk show hosts. But God, wouldn't it be awesome to have our own ice what cream? What would our ice cream be oh. though? Salty bitches. Three salty bitches. It'd be dark God. chocolate covered pretzels and vanilla ice cream. No, vanilla it would have to be non-dairy. Yeah. Vanilla non-dairy ice cream with, with, with dark, and chocolate. dark chocolate covered pretzels. Yep. Somebody needs to make that happen. Hey, ben and, and maybe Jerry's. maybe some dark covered Cheetos for Rachel because she seems to like Cheetos and everything. Oh God, that's right, Rachel. You and your Cheetos. Maybe with a mm. Cheeto core. <laughs> It's just like four <laughs> Cheeto puffs in the middle of the ice, like in the middle of the ice cream, chocolate covered Cheeto core. Oh god! You'd have to chocolate cover it, or else it'd get soggy. That's true. You'd That's have to true. do something so yeah. they wouldn't get soggy. That's so true. <laughs> A non-nutritive cereal varnish. <laughs> can we get can we get Chevy on that <laughs> Christmas vacation? Oh my god, Clark. Clark, who was working on a non-nutritive cereal. Ben and Jerry's is on their game. They they even released a new flavor this week. What? Yeah, I forget. I've seen the like tweets that people have written about it, but I can't remember what the actual like flavor was. But it was in support of Black Lives Matters. They made a new ice cream flavor. So awesome! And like people have been raving. Like they're like all these businesses just releasing these like you know stock hpr like releases and like they're like ben and jerry's is like fuck you all we made ice cream and we are here to support well you know are what? they giving portion of it to oh i don't know i, I would think they, they would. probably yeah. would yeah they're they're that pretty awesome they're they pretty philanthropic they in that way and with their ice cream not only that they're they're very socially conscious yes they're mm-hmm. not just bandwagoners yeah. you know they're really yeah they they did that really quickly like yeah. it was like yeah. people been really tweeting about it. I'm like, I now I need to figure out what this flavor. Let's is. just hope that change continues. Let's hope Hell that yes. this that the conversation doesn't disappear. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I loud enough? I feel like yes. Okay. You're. You're. I mean, I hear oh you. Oh God, just fine. Megan. Of course you're loud enough. <laughs> I just. Christ. I can't hear myself, but I think it's just my ears. Clearly. Because I turn it up and then I like. Are we doing our um, live event in July? If nothing changes we're planning to do our event in july i just asked because i'm gonna have to get a shirt before it i'm yes. gonna wear my raven i've got a robe i've got a shirt coming actually if i get skinny enough i might wear my professor trelawney outfit it just depends if i can get some weight off at the gym because my professor trelawney outfit is fucking awesome <laughs> does you have the big glasses? i do oh my god my mom made it for That's me years hilarious. ago because i don't ever like to cosplay the obvious choice I mean, I've yeah. done Doctor Who, but I typically 
um, do the, a non-obvious choice. So I went with Professor Trelawney like years ago, and I found one picture where you could see her whole outfit. Awesome. And I went to I went to Joanne's with the picture, and I was like, I need this fabric. And she looked at me like, good luck. And I spent like three hours walking every single aisle. And you, you found, found it. Found until it. I found it. Awesome. And then we went to the studio tour, and they have her costume in London, uh-huh. and they have her costume up in the Great Hall. And I walked up to it, and I took a picture, and I was like, Mom, we couldn't have gotten any fucking closer <laughs> if, if I took the mannequin. Like, so it's it's well, my pride of cosplay. Because we're hoping to so do are that we in doing person. the Harry Potter thing? Yes, we're or, doing Harry Potter. No, I mean like dressing Harry Potter or... We can if we want. I probably will not dress as Harry Potter. She will. She'll <laughs> cosplay and so will Jessica. Huh. I'm not... I don't know. I don't have Harry Potter robes. I We're have old. My, it's gonna. I look have my graduation we... gown that's like three times too big for me. There you go. You can just get an iron-on patch for your house and just. It's the right color. Yeah. Yeah. It's black. OU. It's black. The real question is, which house have you been sorted into? Well, the one test that I did, I was Hufflepuff. Oh, I can see that. So we'll see. Hmm. I mean, I think that's probably. I feel like you would be a, a Huff and Claw, like a Hufflepuff Ravenclaw combo. Because Ravenclaws are book people. Yep. Yeah. And I, but, but that also means you have a Slytherin friend, so we might have to reevaluate our life choices. Who's Slytherin? You? No. Who's Slytherin? I don't know who's Slytherin. It's not me. Oh, you said Slytherin friend. Yeah. Why would I well, have because, a because every Hufflepuff has a Slytherin friend. Because they go together. Because the Hufflepuff keeps the Slytherin in check and they look out for each other. Maybe uh, it's a head. I didn't know thing. that. Yeah. I didn't Maybe know that. really a Slytherin. <laughs> My Chinese zodiac is a snake. Well, you know what's funny is one time I took the test and it said that I was a Slytherin. No. And I was like, no, I answered something wrong. And I went back through my answers. And Have you taken like the official one on Pottermore? Or it's not Pottermore no. anymore. It's Wizarding Passport or we'll something. We'll have to go look. We'll and have do to a, do that sometime. We'll have to do yes. the real thing before we get to July so that we can... I really but, need somebody to take the test for me because it's easy for me to say, well, I'm like this, but really I'm not. Uh, a lot of times true. it's my mood. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck everybody. And I do it. <laughs> and then I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> I, I had such anxiety about when they changed from Pottermore to the new like Wizard World Passport system. Because you had you could import your choices, or you could retake the test. Mm-hmm. And were you afraid you were going to get put in Slytherin? I, I was afraid I was going to not be considered a Ravenclaw. I was going to have an identity crisis. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so I imported my results. Well, we got to transition anyway, guys. We're getting to our our point in time where we have to start talking about books. Yes. So you're saying that you want me to change this to another depressing, horrible uh, subject. I'm not the one I have, I that have keeps a reading book. depressing books, Bonnie. I have a happy-ish I'm, book this week. Well, this time oh, you can yeah. you can blame this one on Shona G because she's the one uh, who recommended this book. Oh. Speaking of Shona G, let me just say that we're, we're thinking positive thoughts for Shona G and her mom this week. Yeah, her mom's not doing And for well. anybody else who has a family member going through cancer treatment, it is not easy. Just like Vani and right. her mom. So, yes, sending all the positive vibes. Sending all our love your way, sweet girl. Yeah. Shona G's mom is a lot worse than my mom. So she definitely needs some positive vibes. Send all your book girl vibes out. She's reading Harry Potter, though, while she's there. So I feel like is she's she? on yeah. her right. Yeah, she, this yep. is her first read through. I'm on the fifth book right now of the Harry Potter dark. reread. True. The fifth one is 
angry. Yeah. yeah. Harry's angry in this book. He gets progressively angry as the yes, books he go does. on. Yeah. He does. And I'm I'm going to have to start my reread at some point here in the next, I don't know. Maybe I'll start on my next furlough, which is... Well, I have two more two to go. Weeks. I'm on the fifth book and what, there's seven, right? Because mm-hmm. Deathly Howls is only one Hollows. book, right? Yes. Yeah. Death, Deathly Hollows. That's two books. No, it's two movies, one oh, book. Two, oh, yeah. That's what I was confused. I was like, they made it two movies, yeah. but it is only one, one book. book. They, yeah. they twilighted that up and split it up. Bastards. Or Twilight Harry Potter. Somebody did it first. Twi- and then it was downward spiral from there. I think a lot of people did that with mm-hmm. their, because they did that in The Hobbit too. More money. Yep. Yeah, The Hobbit had no business being three movies. No, it did not. I don't Lord think- of the Rings should have been... Lord of like the Rings five. should have been the uncut versions. They should have put yes, those out. Yeah, all of those them. are three hours each. Yeah, we did that in college one year after exams. We were like, we're going to watch all the uncut. Yeah, we like, tried to Lord do that one day. Remember when we tried to watch all that? Oh, we we had to it. come we back got, the next yeah, day. Yeah, we didn't get it done. Oh, we made it. We Half of us were not awake, but we made it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's get to books, yes. shall we? Bonnie, what depression are you going to regale us with this week? Well, I've read Oliver Loving by Stephen Merle Block, and this is um, about a school shooting. Oh, lovely. In South Texas. Yep. Okay, and, and the book happens 10 years after the shooting. Okay. And um, you, it's basically told from the point of view of Oliver Loving's family, and you find out during the school shooting that Oliver Loving was shot, but he wasn't killed. But he's basically been in a coma. He's in a vegetable, vegetative state. For, for the whole 10 years? from <clears throat> Right. Okay. From the whole 10 years. And he's in, of course, he's in a long-term care facility. And the mom and dad um, had split up after the shooting and everything. The mom goes there every day. You know, everything is about going to see Oliver. Um, Oliver has an older brother who has moved to New York. And you kind of feel the sadness from him and kind of almost like an abandonment by his mom because she's so focused on being with Oliver that he kind of goes by the wayside. That's problematic. So you have that whole thing happening. And then also the older brother is a writer and he's kind of in a funk. He's not very motivated. And to be able to get money to live because he hasn't written anything or sold anything, he goes to a publisher with the story of his brother and this school shooting and says that he's going to write a book. And they're like, oh, that's that sounds like a great idea. We would love to see it. And they give him a, an advance on this book. Nice. So that he can write it. Yeah, but he doesn't write it. Oh. And he's coming up on his deadline. And he's like, you know, basically he's like, well, shit, I'm going to have to do something. So he, and of course, you know, he's suffering because of, well, of yeah. his brother also. Absolutely. And, um... So he goes back to the town in South Texas that his brother was shot at. And he starts asking questions and kind of doing it like a half-assed investigation so that he can write this book. And he uncovers the what truly happened. 
and the real reason for the shooting, which is even just, I mean, it, it just gives the shooting like a whole new sadness Aww. to it because it involves, um, is it, don't tell if, it, don't tell us if it's a spoiler. Well, I, I'm not going to say exactly what it involves, but mm. it does involve, um, a little bit of a sexual abuse. So that's a trigger warning. So if Good anybody has, you know, if that's a trigger for anybody, maybe tread lightly with this book. It doesn't go into any details, of course. And it's, there's not very much actual violence in this book, um, which is, is okay. But it's all talked about after the fact. But So it's yeah. like a kind of like a memoir-y kind of like post, like it's, He's he's interviewing the people. Well, it it's not told from like the the um it's not told from the point of view of the interviews. Oh, okay. it's just stuff that he finds out by kind of digging around. Gotcha. To find out, it's basically one of the things that brings him back to Texas is that there is a therapist who kind of has her own sad story, and she kind of makes up that Oliver is is having um interactions. So oh and and trying to communicate and that maybe he is not as brain dead as what everybody thought. Even mm. though he has no brain activity or very minimum brain activity and everything. And so, you know, of course the mom is ecstatic because she's been waiting for this for so long and it's just kind of like a fall a false hope. Right. That feels really cruel. It does. It does. And I think that she does it in a place of of caring. Like she's trying to give this this mother something, but then she just gives her false hope, which it is worse. Mm. Oh, I definitely think that's worse. I, I don't know. This book this book wasn't written like to be extremely depressing. It actually reminded me a lot of the same vibe as Boy Swallows Universe that you oh, love really? so much hmm. right so it's kind of like that kind of vibe because that little boy had a very sad family history he really did yeah also so it's kind of like the present and the story after this horrific event happened 10 years later and then you find out exactly what happened hmm. and just how this one event just uprooted and destroyed all of their lives because like the father is suffering, the mother is suffering, the the brother suffer is suffering. I, it's just yeah, it's not just a like one trauma to one individual right. traumatizes and it's not, the whole family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you get to see what the long term effect of something like that has on a family mm. a decade later. Wow. Wow. So yeah, it it was a good book. There were some specific things that I didn't like about it. I did not like the attitude that they portrayed the long-term facility mm. and they kind of made off comments about people with other diseases, um. uh, diseases that happened to be in my family. Mm. And that kind of gave me a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't quite like that very much, but I think it was just trying to set a mood. So 
I understand why she did it. The writer or he, the why the author did explain it the way that he did. But were you touching your microphone again? I, I turned it off. I turned it off and angled it down, and then turned Megan it back on. Megan keeps touching herself over there. Jesus, I, right? I, I think did I, not. I swam this morning, and so I can't. I can hear you guys, but I can't hear myself. Oh, that's why you keep fidgeting. Yeah. Over so there. I feel like Sheesh. I. I feel like I can't. Like that. I know you all say you can hear me, but I can't hear myself, and it's weird. And that's why I'm like, am I really on? Yes, I can see your little my little my would little you icon. Like to see it? Okay. Oh yeah. See there. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Can you see your waves? I can see my waves. That's why I keep because it your just... waves match my waves. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It's okay. I can hear you guys perfectly fine, but I can't hear myself at all. <laughs> and it's not the volume on my ears because it's. Just, I think it's just because well, I've been. Na- now you can see your voice. I can. Okay. Good. That makes me feel. So better. now you know. I'm good now, now you know. Okay. <laughs> And I mean, this was a pretty good book. Um, I think you might like it. Really? Yeah. It wasn't, like I said, it was the same vibe as. Do you remember what the name of the town in Texas was by chance? Was it a fake town? I think, yeah, I think it was a fake town. I know it was um, far south near the border. Oh, I rem- I think I remember. Bliss, the town of Bliss, Texas. Okay. I think I remember Shona G talking about that on one of the Friday night calls. She talked about it on a Friday night yeah. call and I thought that she was going to review it when she was on the podcast oh. a while ago. That's why I didn't review it before. And I read it because I thought she was going to talk about it and I wanted to know about it because she specifically said, Vani will like this book. Yes. Yes, she did. Because it's sad and horrible and apparently that's, that's me. That's what you read right there. That is <laughs> in your wheelhouse. Oops. I like shut that down without. But that was um, Oliver Loving by Stefan Merrill Block. And like I said, it was it was pretty decent. I don't think I would give it a full five stars, but I would give it four or four and a half. That's I mean, pretty it good. was good. That's good. Not quite my tuppy, my tuppy, my cup of tea. Your tuppy? What's <laughs> a tuppy? <tup-a-key? laughs> it means uh, apparently I've been drinking that drink that you have. <laughs> I was going to say Megan already downed her. I know. That's what's the problem when you don't let it get frozen all the way is it's, it's too easy to drink. It's too easy to drink. So I'm like, I probably should have had some more food before I drink. That's why I like my margaritas That's why she keeps touching herself over there. I'm like, there's so much alcohol. That's why she can't hear herself. She's like, I can't feel my face. Probably accurate. I really like, I literally cannot hear myself today, which is so weird. I don't know what's happening with my life. It's okay. As long as you guys can hear me, that's all that matters. We can. Okay. If you veer, we'll tell you. Okay, good. Did you give your... I did. Yeah. Yeah, because I shut my phone down first and I was like, shit. (laughs) So I was reading a different book at the beginning of this week and I had to to readjust because the book I was reading was just too deep and I was already on the struggle bus of anxiety. (laughs) The struggle bus? Yeah. I I was struggling with anxiety earlier this week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And so... I was like, I can't read this book right now because it's one that I will eventually review because it's, I, I have faith that it's going to be great because I like where it's gone so far in that first like 50 pages, but I was just not in a good headspace for it. And that didn't feel like I was going to do it justice. So instead I reached for a awesome book called Hocus Pocus and the new sequel by A.W. Jantha. And it is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so the it's basically two books in one. And the first book is if you took the movie and wrote it out as a book. Oh, that's cool. And there's a couple little added things because they can give different like POV because you're right. not stuck right. to the movie. Um, but you have all your favorites because it's the movie. So you're reading the book version of Hocus Pocus. Cool. And it made me so happy. So <laughs> Hocus Pocus. It's my favorite movie. It's one of my favorite movies. My uh, Rachel, my friend Rachel actually bought it for me one year for Christmas because she's like, I know you need to be able to watch this movie every day of your life. <laughs> and it's accurate. <laughs> I think it's on, I think it's on Disney plus now. So I like, is really, it really? Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. It's there. Cause I'm pretty sure it was the first thing I watched. Do you have a nose whistle? Who has a nose it's whistle? Probably me. Cause I'm really close to the microphone. Is it me? I mean, my, the microphone is like right at my nose oh, no. and I'm stuffy cause I'm always stuffy. Why not be stuffy? In this room. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's you. <laughs> what has it been all the way through? I have No, I just I noticed, noticed it. it. I just noticed it. I'm going to talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Just squeeze your nose a little bit. You'll be fine. Yeah. There, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> Gross. We're a mess today. I love it. But let me um, get the rest of that up there. <laughs> we'll let you know if you need a Kleenex. Okay. Um but yeah, so the first part of the book is like I said, the um now i have the giggles <laughs> you thought i'd had a drink but it was actually megan that had the drink it's sort of wearing off on me <laughs> probably because it's 700 degrees in this room it is really freaking hot in here uh, okay, go ahead. but yeah so the first book you get to revisit all your favorite characters and you get to you know read the book in their the actors voices to some extent because you get to hear sarah jessica parker in her head going amok 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 and <laughs> all those key things from hocus pocus the movie the second book we find ourselves back in salem and this is what they just call and the new sequel it doesn't have its own title <laughs> that's fine and um max and oh i can't remember her name now it just left my brain and the main girl from the first movie uh, because it's Disney, of course, get married and live in Salem. Of course they do. I mean, predictable, but I'm here for it. Um, so they're married and they have their own kids, our own kid. And he is like an English teacher at Salem High School. I can't look at you two. <laughs> <laughs> Need like a gag reel this week. <laughs> now I'm afraid that I have a nose whistle. <laughs> I'm just gonna hear. <sighs> you don't. I promise. I can't hear it, and I can hear you You're guys. Good. You're good. Promise. Um, so, so Max Dennison is a teacher at the high school. His wife is a lawyer. <laughs> and- <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Never happened. All right. Nobody look at each other. I'm 
fine. It's you guys that can't <laughs> hold it together. Um, so Max, for the third time, Max is an English teacher at Salem High School. His wife is a lawyer. <laughs> I know you're laughing. What? No, I'm not. I'm just trying to like zen out over here. I'm She's listening. meditation. I'm listening. Okay. Sun salutations. Um, so one of the bullies is the principal, Jay. I believe the bully Jay is the principal at the high school. And so hit the daughter of Max Dennison and the other girl. Why can't I think of her name? Chick, chick's name. Okay. <sighs> Other main character. Yep. It's okay. You don't have to say it's okay. the character's names. We're good. Um, so their daughter's in school. Of course, she has her dad for English, which always creates problems. We meet, we meet her friends. One of them is her like lifelong friend. The other one's kind of a new friend. And what we learn is that the Denisons basically kept the encounter with the Sanderson sisters like a huge secret this whole time. Oh. Hmm. Like people know something went down on Halloween, but they don't know what went down on well, Halloween. People would think they were crazy anyway. Exactly. So. Yeah. so their daughter knows and her best friend knows. And of course this book is taking place on Halloween. Of course it is. So you know there's about to be trouble. And she ends up telling her new friend the story. And the mean girl in school overhears the story. So she starts to try to cause some trouble. And typically the Denisons don't do Halloween, I guess. They just were like, "Mm, we're done with Halloween for a while. Thanks. But this year they decide to throw a Halloween party at their house. And her whole school, her whole grade's coming. And it's like this thing. And she's trying to impress this new friend because um, she wants to... she, She has a crush on this new girlfriend of hers that's become her friend lately so she wants to kind of impress her so she's basically following in her dad's footsteps as far as bad plans for halloween eve or for halloween um and they decide much like their her parents to sneak off to the sanderson house on halloween and it's a blood moon and there's like all these things and her mom is like energy's high tonight like don't do it don't do anything stupid stay safe and of course they don't follow advice of course not so we get to meet, we get to see some of our favorite characters again, because of course they go to the house and they, uh, end up with the, with the spell book, um, the book and, um, the Sanderson sisters return again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see some, some friends that we met from the first movie in ghost form. So they get to reappear. We get to see Thackeray Binks and Emily Binks and, then there's a whole lot of hijinks happening because the witches are trying to come back for good and teleport people to hell. Do they have to have like, uh, is like the sun, like the virgin this time that they have to? No, they're, they're, the, the black flame candle, what's left of it is locked in a safe at the Denison house. Okay. So right. they basically open a portal to hell and take some of the Denison crew to hell in exchange for the witches to come back to earth. So they came to Oklahoma? Yes. No. <laughs> Salem. Just kidding. Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> I meant hell. Oh, yes. A portal to yeah, hell. Yeah, they were here. Yeah. It's hot as hell outside. It so really it's accurate. is as hot as hell in Oklahoma. You right might now. as well. Um, so the basically the rest of the book is her trying to get her parents and her aunt, Danny, out of hell and defeat the witches. And it was a lot of 
fun. I liked it. It was the perfect book to read this week when I was struggling with anxiety and stuff going on. So I thoroughly enjoyed stepping back into the world of Hocus Pocus. And I keep hearing rumors that they're going to film a second movie and they freaking better. Of course they will. If they've already got the script. Yeah. I mean, it would be super easy from the book to be able to just flip it into a script. And I'm, I'm here for it. I want it. Kenny Ortega make it happen buddy because he did the first one Hmm. we basically grew up watch i basically grew up watching kenny ortega and i didn't even know it because he did dirty dancing he did hocus pocus he did all the high school musicals so i'm like kenny ortega your movies are the soundtrack to my life well shoot then i grew up watching them because um dirty dancing came out in the 80s yes yeah he was he was the choreographer for dirty dancing so me and my next door neighbor used to watch that and then after we watched the movie we would listen to the con to the soundtrack yes like four or five times i don't know how her parents didn't just that's probably why they drank probably (laughs) because of our dirty dancing addiction probably but yeah if you're looking for just a feel-good book something that reminds you of childhood because you're stressed out i highly recommend hocus pocus and the all-new sequel by A.W. Wantha. All right. I also was stressed this week. And usually when I'm stressed, I go to space. Or Discworld. But I've been to Discworld every damn day for the last three months now. I've been at Hogwarts this week. Yeah. I go to Discworld when I'm stressed out. But I've read those so many times that I kind of have to find <laughs> I need to find some new books to read. <laughs> I'm rereading them every couple of months. <clears throat> so I found this book on one of the lists. Actually, I, I was thinking about not reviewing it just because it's uh, it wasn't my favorite book. But I decided to go ahead and do it anyway because it's been a while since I um, talked about a science fiction novel. So this is called Providence by Max Berry. And it is basically a book about a spaceship or a group of spaceships called Providence. It's a class of spaceships called Providence. And the premise of the book is that they are, it it sort of reminded me a little bit of Ender's Game in that they're in space and they're battling a particular type of alien called a salamander and they're a hive animal. What? I'm just thinking about that one book that you reviewed that there was like Geico geckos and what uh, was that book? <laughs> I don't know because you know. Sorry. I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Salamanders. So, Salamander so anyway, gecko. But I don't know why they call them that because they don't look lizard like at all. But they spit black holes, like oh. little mini black holes, and it basically tears apart the fabric of your. Yeah. Anyway. Of your soul. Yeah, it's really kind of <laughs> creepy, but. This was an interesting book, and it such a cool concept. I just wasn't completely satisfied with the way it was executed. For example, you know that the ship is really the star of the show. You know that the ship is super intelligent. Mm-hmm. You kind of get that idea from the very beginning. The crew, which is on board, sort of pretends to do their jobs. Every time there's, you know, every time they run into a group of salamanders, they're like battle stations, you know, and, and it's almost like a performance. Oh, so they're just kind of there, but not there. Yeah. And, and 
there are mentions about their followers and social media and whatnot, but they really don't go into that as, as much as I felt like they should have to really bring home the idea that that people were watching them all the time. For so what it's they're like doing. Truman Show in space? Sort of, yeah. <gasps> yeah. I love the I Truman mean, Show. Yeah, a too. really <laughs> cool concept, but it really was not executed as well as it could have been. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, there are some really cool moments, like, for example, the engineer on the ship is always, you know, scurrying around fixing things. And at one point... Was he, his name Scotty? <laughs> no, actually, his name was something else. I don't remember Aww. what, but... Good old Scotty. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> so he, at, at one point, he, he basically f- discovers that all of these things that had been going wrong on the ship were just puzzles to keep his mind busy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shut <no>. up. Yeah. <laughs> that ship is such an asshole. I know. So, and all of the other people have already figured it out like years ago. And he's the only one that still keeps going around thinking he's doing <laughs> his job or whatnot. And it, it, it's not supposed to be funny. Poor Scotty. I know. <laughs> poor, poor Scotty. <laughs> so there are a lot of really... I don't know. I just, I, it, it almost made me mad that, that it wasn't put together better because it's such a cool concept. Um, and at one point, uh, in fact, it was right before the Friday night call. We always talk about the Friday night call, but th- for those of you who, who don't know what it is, it's a Zoom call. We put up the link on our Facebook um, private group which is three book girls tribe and anyone can join in and we just basically talk with people from around the country and around the world um so i was talking about the book on there thinking i was not going to review it but it actually got pretty cool after the i got kind of confused because the ship crashed Uh oh and then some other stuff started happening and i was a bit confused but but it actually got better after the crash hmm. and it was more of a a cerebral th- think thinking book really than than a normal space shoot 'em up type it sounds really interesting. it was a standalone science fiction novel which in itself is kind of unusual because usually there's especially for this type of sci-fi usually there's a whole string of them and maybe they'll do another one but it was really a good book for right now because it totally took me out of my head and I got to go hang out in space on a spaceship for 10 hours. That's awesome. Cause but it was, did a- you take Sage with you to Sage the planet? <laughs> and somebody needs to Sage the planet from the outside. I think we were discussing that earlier. And by the way, we did record the, um, our power discussion, our power discussion. Mm-hmm. Let me let me give the title and artist this book first, and then we'll talk about that. Um, anyway, uh, go ahead and read this if if you need a little escape right now. It wasn't a fantastic book. I would probably give it three and a half to three and three quarters stars. Entertaining, but not spectacular, but an enjoyable read. It was called Providence by Max Berry. It sounds really interesting. It was it, like I said, such a cool concept execution could be a little better. yeah it could be a little better fair enough books like that our power discussion today was awesome it was so good such a good discussion we're gonna be posting that um hopefully depending on how big it is 
I'm sure we can get it. We can get it. Yeah, we'll figure website. out a way to get that posted on our website. Either that or we can YouTube it and then link it. Yeah. Or and something. however we get it done, we'll get it done. We had about nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. We had nine at one time and we, then Jessica left. We had eight. And then we had a couple people who just blipped in for a minute. Mm-hmm. Carolina then, from Argentina blipped in for a minute. We lost her. So unfortunately we didn't get, and we missed some people who really wanted to be on the yeah. call and didn't realize that the time was different. So we'll try to make sure we get that out there with the next one. If we, if we do another book discussion on zoom, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very, and such a, especially with everything going on right now, like it was a very, either however we want to look at it, well-timed or poorly timed. <laughs> Yeah, I was a little worried about it because it really was, the book was a very political type statement about women's rights and what women might do in a position of power. And so we were able to see the parallels between that and what's going on in the world right now. And that did come up in the discussion. We did talk about that a little bit too, so... It was a good discussion. Though. Yeah, it was. It was an excellent discussion. It was fun. And now I see how Zoom is supposed to work. Yeah, since Bonnie has <laughs> the crappiest internet in the world at her house. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I don't pay for like the higher internet because I'm not going to pay like $120 a month to watch Netflix at home. Yeah, that's pretty And play ridiculous. Cafe Land. Come on, guys. <laughs> you paid that much just for your internet? Well, no, I didn't upgrade. Oh. If I upgraded, it would be about $100. No, girl, you got to negotiate. It's... Yeah. I got mine down to like 56 bucks for the highest grade internet. Cox Cable. Oh, see, they, I went direct TV. They're horrible. Mm. Well, anyway, it was a great discussion. Yes. Um, join us on the Friday night call if you want to get to know your book friends a little bit better. I think that's probably the best thing that has come out. The Zoom. Yeah, of the, the Zoom, Zoom is-, is that we have made some really good friends. We have some new, we had new people last we night did. too. We, we did. Had, we had a girl, Karen from Trinidad. Uh, yep. Really? Yeah. She came wow. on. She wasn't on very long. I don't know whether we lost connection or what, but we did get to hear from her a little bit. Man, and then, I need to go to Starbucks or something that see? has a better internet yeah. connection. And we had, we Becky. had Carolina, Carolina from, um, from Buenos Aires on and uh becky was new from seattle yep becky from seattle it seems like every friday night we get a few different people on and it's just so cool that make that connection with people you have so much in common with and to hear about what they're reading and hear about what's going on in their cities it's just so cool and we and i'm being better about posting what everybody's talking about books faster (laughs) megan gets the the brunt of this whole thing because it's, I can't focus enough to pay attention to two things at once. <laughs> Make Megan take notes. I take notes. And then last <laughs> the, yesterday, I went to sit down and set everything up. And I looked down in the notepad with the list of books from last Friday was there. And I went, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so at the beginning of the call, while we were all getting on, I typed it up real quick. And then last night, right after the call, I typed up last night's list. So there is almost always a list up of what books everybody talked about. So you can add them to your TBR. And the other nice thing is, is that we have uh, had a lot of the people from the Friday night call end up being guests, guests on the, on the, on the mm-hmm. show. So, I mean, if you're interested, come and join us. Cause it, it'll, it'll give you the opportunity to, to, uh, you know, go a little deeper. I was trying to think of a song in that moment. And I, all I could come up with was a Hanson song that had deeper in the lyrics, but. 
no one else would sing it with me. So that you're would, right. We would not. No, <laughs> I couldn't come up with a song. I was like deeper. Nope. Can't come up with anything other than Manson. So, cause we didn't sing this time. No, yes. we didn't. Well, we did before I started recording. Yes. Yeah, that's true. What were we singing before? I forget now. I don't know. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was. Oh, come on. Let's twist again. Like oh. we did last summer. But I don't remember why we were singing it. I don't. Do you? Nope. No. It was something that I did. It was. But I just don't. Oh, because oh. you were talking about twisting your back. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie's yeah. got Bonnie's got back, back issues. My back hurts. I'm old. And a yeah. nose whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're so problematic this week. I I'm a huge problem. <laughs> Have you ever um, watched that show that's on Netflix, A Hundred Humans? No. Mm-mm. They wanted the. They have like a hundred, a hundred random people, all different ages, all different everything. You know, um, all different races, all different ages, all different. You know, men, women, different sexual orientations, and um, they do these experiments and to try to they chart like specific reactions compared to what people think and what actually is happening within these hundred humans like perception like perceptions and like huh like one of them was um do women really talk more than men so they had like an experiment where they had somebody explain tic-tac-toe to somebody else and they counted the words and women uh, do talk more than men. We, well, we lost that one, people. That. Oh, yeah. But Whoa. we also won the one that we are better multitaskers than men. Oh, we and we knew that, that too. We, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Kind of obvious. But anyways, one of the things that they did is they split up all of the ages, the generations, and then had each of them like do tests to see which age group is the more do- the better, the more dominant, see which one would win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The 40s lost. What? I lost. Well, I'm in the 50s, so. Who won? The 30s? Well, the 50s were second to oh, last. Second man. to last. Well, at least, uh, I, no, the at 20s, least I beat your ass. The 20s won, and the 60s was second. No. Yes. The Damn. Damn. I, I believe it. I, I'm married to one, so. Yeah. But they asked an expert about it, and they said that that's because... Um, the happiest people are either in their 20s or their 60s. So basically, once you hit 30, it's a downhill slide (laughs) until you get to 60. I mean, they're not wrong. So I'm like at the bottom of the U right now. (laughs) So now you just got to get up there on the upward slide. It's all uphill from here. Yep. The 40s suck. I think we can all agree on that. I don't know yet. I'll let you know. But 35 hasn't been great, so I'm going with... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> my sister just... My sister posted something on Facebook. It says, man arrested for putting for putting down fake social distancing arrows in Ikea and creating a labyrinth with no exit. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that man is my hero. That's so funny. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. No, I, I, I have seen that report more Being than once. Social distancing. Oh my! Yeah, like God. he put all the arrows so that like no matter you were just like stuck in a circle. Like, oh, <laughs> that is. You know I what? Think the, that guy had way too much time on his hands. You know what the funniest thing is, and I know that there's a reason, and I fully support it. Yes. But like all of the parks and like like the some of the beaches and everything like that, they have these like 
squares and circles and mm-hmm. all it makes me think of is like when you were in elementary school <laughs> and you had squares and circles and everybody had to sit in their own circle so that yes you didn't have a bunch of kids like stop bugging. touching me exactly he's in my square <laughs> so we basically went back to kindergarten yeah. <laughs> you sit in your square i'm gonna sit in mine and no touching can no you imagine me. like when he goes to apply for a job and has to explain his arrest record uh i was arrested for creating a labyrinth in Costco. <laughs> like someone in HR is going to be like, what? I, I want to know how many people followed this before they figured out there was no way to exit and it was just... I would guess a long time because if the Walmart I went to today is any indication, ain't nobody paying attention to those goddamn signs <laughs> telling you which way to walk. Oh my which gosh, Which way that's is so out? Funny. I like came right at a guy and just looked at him like, you came from the do not enter side, bro. Like, go the other you're, going, you're on the wrong end. There's rebels. They're Walmart rebels. They are. I ain't going. I'm going in the exit. You I mean, can't stop me. You can't tell me to stand in my circle. I haven't made a point. I Because I went all the way down the ice cream aisle and I was like, okay, that's all the ice cream. So I had to go all the way back around so that I was going the right damn way for the well, one Well, you know what? I, the idea that I like the best is the hula hoop idea. That everybody should just carry a damn hula hoop around with them. You know how good our abs would be if we just had a hula hoop everywhere? (laughs) And I have some in my closet that light up. Remember those? I I remember those. I still have those. Every time I get my vacuum cleaner out, they light up. (laughs) I I saw something on social distance or social media, sorry, on social media that... It was um, a bar, and everybody had like an yes. inner tube around them, like a big and fanoodles. Did they have like fanoodle hats? <laughs> yes. yes. And then that way you couldn't get close enough to each other. <laughs> yep. That would cut down on a lot of problems on freaking singles bars. It would. Yes, it would. Like, come Be- here, baby, give me a hug. I can't. My tube won't fit. <laughs> Better protection than a condom. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> always gets a new meeting to always bring your rubber. <laughs> oh, and I think on that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.